So you might have heard of this man. He's 40. He, he wears a standard uniform of caps and jeans. He recently made Bitcoin legal tender in his country. And he's also the president of El Salvador. Hi, I'm Sarah Chia from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about newborn issues and hold discussions on a fixed income space. If you are an investor that's been thinking about investments that go to the moon, um, and you're looking for something that's relatively safe, although I'm not sure whether you know we can really say that about this one, well, we've got something really interesting for you today. So we've invited Elvin Chow from Dr. Wealth to share with us about Bitcoin bonds today. So Elvin is the CEO and founder of Dr. Wealth, and he has over 13 years of experience in investing. With Dr. Wealth, they aim to foster a community of learners who want to become better investors. So like the name suggests, basically they provide investment guides that answer your queries just as a doctor would, you know, prescribe medicine for your medical illnesses. All right. Hi, Elvin. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. Uh, I, I, I'm not an actual doctor, by the way, so just want to be, <laughs> just want to be sure about that. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to the discussion. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, well, okay, Bitcoin bonds, right? They're really, I would say they're really unique and mm-hmm. they're definitely new. Um, they were recently announced. Okay, maybe they were announced in November last year after Bitcoin actually became the legal tender mm-hmm. in El Salvador. Um, and basically what they intend to do is raise a billion dollars um, and use half of that to buy more Bitcoin and half of that to basically fund their up and coming Bitcoin city. Um, and well, something else I think the crypto and the DLT fans will really like is that this bond is going to be a tokenized security. It's going to be issued on this thing called Blockstream's liquid network. Yep. So I'm not a crypto person to, to put it out there, you know, disclaimer and everything. I have not heard of this before. Any chance you're familiar? I have not heard of this Blockstream uh, liquid network as well. Um, but I do understand that it's a layer two kind of a Bitcoin network that mm. they are trying to build upon, right? Uh, how we understand this is that we can imagine like we have a network of roads and okay. it's, being very, it's very congested. And how do you solve the congestion is they create another layer of roads, which means you may build bridges on top of the current roads mm. so you can divert some of the traffic on top. Uh, of the congested network, so you ease that congestion. So the concept about this layer two Bitcoin network is as such, right? So because Bitcoin transition is known to be very slow, and mm. to hasten it, you create another layer. So essentially, that's what the Blockstream Liquid Network is all about. And we also understand that because Bukele, the president, mm. is very into Bitcoin, and oh. <laughs> um, technically, Bitcoin is not a it's not the most popular network to be chosen for tokenization. Usually, okay. it's done on Ethereum, right? So the layer two Ethereum, there are a lot more players, a lot more established. So mm. this blockstream, um, it's not a very popular player, I would say, because oh. in the first place, Bitcoin layer 2 is not even popular. So I would say this is pretty experimental and uh, there may be a lot of risks that we don't know, right? Mm. It's, it's almost like what Black Swan is all about. We don't even know what risks are out there. So that is how I see this. Okay, well, and that was a really positive start to this. Um, I was thinking, so... Like you mentioned, right? They're, they're really into crypto. They're really into to um, they're big supporters of it. Basically, you know, to the point whereby you would issue a a bond just to fund your Bitcoin purchases. Um, so what we know about this bond, what I found so far, is that this is going to be a bond with a tenure of ten years, 
um, and it's going to be denominated in US dollars. What else have you found out about it? The the bond yield is just 6.5% the coupon rate, right? Yeah. Which isn't very high comparing to what their sovereign bonds are yielding yes. at this moment. Uh, but there's a kicker to it is that because half of that proceeds will be invested in Bitcoins. Mm. And the terms as of now that's being uh, mentioned is that after five years, El Salvador will start selling some of these Bitcoins and realize the capital gains. And half of these gains will be distributed to the bondholders. So which means the bondholders get that upside or the non-guaranteed return that could uh, compensate for the risk they are taking at this moment. So it's, it's a mixture of coupon gains as well as the capital gain at the end of the day. So I think that mm. is what probably some of the investors are interested in, not just a pure coupon rate payment kind of uh, investment. Yeah, it's very hybrid, right, in that yeah. case. Um, okay, that makes it... Does, does that make it more of a bond, less of a bond? I... Mm. Hard, I, hard to say. I, I think to me it is definitely much more riskier than mm. a bond yeah, right? I, because I there is this very volatile underlying crypto yeah. that your capital gain is relying on right? and you <laughs> never know five years later where Bitcoin is going to be. Right? If it goes down then I, is El Salvador going to sell it and realize the losses and uh, which means are these losses going to be shared among the bondholders right so there are a lot of all these questions that are not uh, addressed yeah. and definitely i don't think it fits the definition of a bond it, even though they name it as a bond right? ah if it quacks like a duck walks like a duck is it a duck i'm not <laughs> sure about that <laughs> what a philosophical question today um okay yeah so you know in the original plan for this um El Salvador was supposed to be the one issuing the bond. Hmm. So uh, apparently plans have changed a bit. Um, now it's going to be a smaller state-owned energy company that will be the one fronting it. They, they will be the ones issuing it. And from what I'm seeing, it, it seems like El Salvador will then be the guarantor for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know, until I see this written in stone and in the prospectus or the offering circular itself, well, I'm just going to wait for that day. Right? I... I mean, from researching about this and from speaking to you about it, I'm starting to see a number of red flags here. Mm. Um, but the finance minister says that, you know, they've got strong support for these bonds. And the, the question that has been going through my head this whole time is, who would buy this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who would be interested in buying these Bitcoin bonds? Definitely, I don't think you'll be the usual bondholders mm. that are buying even the, not even the junk bondholders. Right? <laughs> I don't think they'll be interested in this uh, yeah. a hybrid nature of a bond plus Bitcoin. And um, probably the target audience are the crypto enthusiasts, the crypto believers, especially the Bitcoin believers. Because even in the crypto world, it's very um, divisive. They have tribes. It's very tribal. Which tribe are you part of then? Um, uh, I'm neutral. (laughs) 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 I'm neutral. (laughs) But I do see, you know, sometimes online, you see Mm. arguments from different camps. Some people are like Bitcoin believers or they think that everything else is... Uh, not as superior as what Bitcoin trash, is. Basically. Yeah, trash. Then there are some people who believe that Bitcoin has no utility and mm. the newer tokens, the altcoins, have a lot more utility. Okay. Right? So that is how I think um, you, you start to have different camps, different mm. point of view. So even the whole crypto world is very, very huge. And I think what they are targeting are the Bitcoin believers, especially the miners, because the Bitcoin city is trying to build around a volcano and trying to utilize the geothermal energy to mine Bitcoin. Because we know that Bitcoin sucks a lot of energy, yeah. right? And they try to be green towards that direction. 
and using geothermal energy probably can lower down the cost of electricity and it's more green anyway, right? So I think they will attract those kind of Bitcoin miners. Mm. And Bukele has been very consistent. Let's be fair about it, right? <laughs> he made Bitcoin legal tender, not any other tokens. Mm. He is building a Bitcoin city, focusing on Bitcoin mining, yeah. and now you're using Bitcoin as uh, half of the so-called the collateral for this bond itself. So I think that is the target audience. Uh, maybe he's targeting himself because he's a Bitcoin believer. I mean, it, it sounds quite idealistic, right? Like if you're into Bitcoin, then hey, you know, it, the, the whole infrastructure is sort of laid out for you. This must be a Bitcoin haven. But I mean, if I look at it realistically, I, I have to compare it to the other sovereign bonds. So you mentioned that, yeah, um, they do have their own um, sovereign bonds. And most, if not all nations out there actually do have their own sovereign bonds. And we typically call them govies, right? And El Salvador's govies are basically trading at levels of like, what, 40 to 70. Mm. And while bond prices, they do fluctuate, um, they, they do move in accordance to market. I think what the market is signaling right now is that there's a very, there's very low confidence in their ability to repay these bonds um, uh, on time or, you know, if at all. So if I were to compare that, okay, let, let me just compare, right, this Bitcoin bond. So this Bitcoin bond is supposed to have a maturity, um, a tenure of 10 years. Um, and if I were to take that, and compare it to a Gabi that will mature in about 10 years as well. So a bit more apple to apple sort of comparison, yeah. The Gabi is currently yielding about 20 odd percent. Mm. Um, and like you mentioned, this Bitcoin bond is giving you yields of what, 6.5%. That's a huge difference. You know, you're not just talking about like, oh, one or two percentage points difference. This is almost probably 20% difference. Um, well, I'd like to be idealistic and all. I, I think that that's just a bit too much right, of a difference. It, you can really see that the investors of this Bitcoin bond will not really be remunerated for the kind of risk that they are taking on. I mean, if I were to just compare these two, just like that, mm. is, isn't it? I can't see why people would really buy this. Okay. So are you alluding to the fact that uh, El Salvador is slightly to default? Um. Hey, I mean, if I look at their credit ratings, if I look at the way the bonds are trading, um, there is a chance. I would okay. say there definitely is a chance. Okay. Including yeah. this Bitcoin bond. You think it's likely to default as well? Yeah, I think that is possible. Okay. Yeah. I mean, defaults can come in all sorts of ways. Um, you could have technical defaults as well. Um, you could have a cross um, default across all the bonds. Maybe one bond that defaults triggers the rest. Um, of the bonds to default as well. Mm. So it can happen in multiple ways. Mm. And especially with um, them making Bitcoin legal tender in the country, mm. right? I think they've sort of run into certain issues with IMF. Um, they've stepped away from talks of IMF in terms of funding. I think certain banks may not be as keen as mm. to you know help them in terms of these, these fundraising activities anymore. Trying to isolate. Yeah. So in a way, this has really become a very unconventional way for them to then raise money. Yeah. I, I guess like what you mentioned, you know, um, maybe because of that move, they're being isolated to a certain extent. They find yeah. that, why would I want to raise money the traditional way if, I have mm. faced, if I'm facing so much difficulties and the market is pricing me at a default kind of uh, status mm. and it just makes it more, has it, having more resistance to raise money in the traditional form. Then now come an opportunity, right? So if I can do a Bitcoin bond, and I can tap a new 
generation or new batch of investors mm. that does not have that baggage of my sovereign wealth, uh, sovereign bond at this moment, why not? Right. So I think it could be a way for them to um, uh, raise money easier and uh, get out of the problem that they have right now. Yeah. So that they can basically rebrand themselves and say, hey, look, you know, actually my credit rating and everything well, well worth 6.5% and not 20 odd percent. Yeah, yeah. Probably because also that they, they promised that capital gain that's coming from that mm. Bitcoin mm. after five years, right? They, they suppose there is some capital gain. Maybe they have a crystal ball, so <laughs> they were able to tell that, you know, maybe they mm. will make up the other 20% from the sovereign bonds. Uh, so I, I think that's what they are thinking about. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, the thing is that with this, with this Bitcoin bond, right? Basically what you're seeing is like a marriage of two different assets. Mm -hmm. You've got a bond, which is supposedly, it's known to be a safer asset, right? For, for investors. And you've got something like Bitcoin, which is what, the, the complete opposite of yeah. it. Um, them coming together is definitely something very unique. Um, do you think you see value in such, a, such an issue? You know, this Bitcoin bond coming to market, do you think that we could perhaps see um, a growth in more a growth in crypto, or do you think perhaps we could bring more investors to the bond market? Okay. Uh, to be fair, I mean bonds. Not all bonds are equally safe, right? So that is true. Yeah, that we, is true. We, we can't really say El Salvador bonds are safe. Uh -uh. <laughs> it's yielding twenty one percent. It's probably even more than stocks. And uh, the the of course, generally speaking, bonds are safer, right? As compared to the uh, very volatile cryptocurrency assets, usually people will separate them, mm. right? But El Salvador is bringing them together, which is in a way, I think, doesn't make um, uh, the whole security safer, right? The, the reason is because um, I, I always believe in splitting this kind of uh, safe and volatile asset. It's not that you don't want to invest in very risky asset. There are some investors who say, I want that jackpot, you know, I want that capital oh, gain, yes. right? So by all means, I think it's fine to invest in risky assets with that very high potential gain. But I think one has to limit that exposure. Mm. So for example, limit to just 10% of the exposure to risky assets mm. and 90% in safer assets. Mm. Okay, so which means you can split it 90% bonds, 10% very risky asset. A very, very barbell concept by Nassim Taylor. So in that case where your risky assets, you blow it up, right? For whatever reason, you just die and you lose all that 10%, you're still fine because 90% of your wealth is intact. Mm. Okay? But let's assume you think that this, by putting a, a, a safer bond plus a risky crypto together as one instrument, you put in 100%, mm. and they go bust, your 100% is gone. So I believe that you can't, you can't mix safe and risky together. The only way is to put them in a portfolio, but separate them as investments. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, if I could, it's sort of like the ILP concept, right? It's like some people might say, you know, it's just better for you to to do your investments um in one way and then your your insurance basically separately from that. Yes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, would you? I mean, after all of this, would you consider investing in it? In nope. Bitcoin bonds? <laughs> okay. Definitely not, right? Because I I hold a view. I do hold risky assets. Mm, mm. I would rather buy the crypto directly, mm. right? Because if if you tell me that okay, I I will be promised Bitcoin profits five years later. What's the difference from buying the Bitcoin outright and hold it for five years? Right? And you're just going to share half of that Bitcoin <laughs> profits with you, me. You want everything, right? <laughs> exactly, right? If I'm taking the risk, why do I just buy it outright? Why would I mm. want to uh, couch it under a bond? Then it's halfway here, halfway not. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, when, when it comes to it being a bond as well, then there's more for you to have to take into consideration. As opposed to just monitoring the price of Bitcoin mm. on its own, you now have to think about um, about bonds of this this country. You've got to think about their credit rating. Yeah. Um, you have to think about all the other bonds that they have in line. They, so they have about like a billion dollars um, in debt that's due mm. like almost every other mm. year. On a good year, maybe like half a bill. Yeah, so you've got to think about that debt maturity and how much the yeah. country is able to sort of repay you for that. Yeah. So yeah, like, like you said, I think yeah, in that case, it probably is just a lot simpler to just look at Bitcoin on its yeah, own. Yeah, or even buy junk bonds and park it in the risky assets, <laughs> right? So treat them separately rather than mix everything together. There's just too many moving parts. It makes the investment more complicated. Yeah. Okay, maybe just one last question before we go. Would you go to Bitcoin City? No. <laughs> Why not? I mean, El Salvador is not my least of uh, favorite top destination to okay. visit. And I'm not a Bitcoin miner, so <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't attract me. It, it sounds pretty good though, you know, like the volcanoes and everything. I've seen uh, like um, some of the, the artist renditions, right? And they all look, you know, in all honesty, it, look, it does look pretty good. Yeah, that's why it's called artist impression. That's a caveat, right? So when you go over there, it's just like any other mountain of you. So <laughs> I'm not expecting much from it. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alvin. Thank you, Sarah. Um, well, this episode was brought to you by Fawn Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia and our guest speaker with us today is Elvin Chow, CEO and founder of Dr. Wealth. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook and Telegram for new bond issues, credit updates and special events. For bond information and articles, visit our website, bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.